everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to episode 181, and I'm talking with Holly Hughes. Holly just this past weekend broke the Guinness Book World Record pushing a wheelchair. She was pushing her son, Jonah, who is eight years old, in that wheelchair. It was one of the Hoyt chairs. And you're going to learn all about their story in this interview. I had the rare opportunity to sit down with Holly in person. I don't get to do in-person interviews all that often. So when I heard Holly was coming to Indianapolis for the One America 500 Festival Mini Marathon, I knew I had to try to grab an interview. So Holly is the mother of four. She's a super speedy runner. She just ran a 124.52 pushing a wheelchair at the Mini Marathon. Jonah, who is eight years old, has cerebral palsy and epilepsy. You're going to hear all about his story in this episode. I learned so much from Holly and admire her, admire Jonah and their entire family for how they walk through life in general, just life in general. Holly has also battled some health conditions herself in the past couple years and To be running this fast is pretty phenomenal. Actually, to be running at all because she did have a doctor tell her sort of recently that she was done with running and she has clearly proved them wrong. She also recently ran a 308 marathon pushing Jonah. Uh, Holly does have a marathon PR of 257. Back in the day, that was her debut marathon and she ran in college. So she's got some speed on her legs, but she runs for a whole new reason and a whole different reason now. And I can't wait for you to hear all about their story. I have to be honest. I only had around 45 minutes with her and I had so many more questions and feel like I was like rushing through the interview and the questions a little bit because I had such a limited amount of time before the next event that I had to get to. So what I'm saying is I wanted more time with Holly and maybe we'll do it again because There's just so many deeper and different places this interview could have gone. Uh, That being said, it was wonderful and she's wonderful and you're going to enjoy it. So after the race, I partnered up with Michelob Ultra and Athletic Annex, which is the run specialty store of my choice here in Indianapolis. And we had a great big party. Michelob Ultra was engraving finish times into pint glasses I got to do a one-on-one, really short follow-up interview with Holly after the race, and we got to recognize her and her big accomplishment of breaking the Guinness Book World Record, pushing a wheelchair at that race. And it was just a really special time. So thank you, Michelob Ultra, for supporting this podcast and that event. I've had so much fun working with them. All right, friends, let's get to my conversation with the phenomenal Holly Hughes. All right. Welcome to All Have Another. We're sitting with Holly Hughes at the 500 Festival Mini Marathon. Hi, Holly. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Good. (laughs) Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. How does it feel to be on a microphone at the expo? Uh, Slightly (laughs) uncomfortable. (laughs) We, Holly is in town for the One America 500 Festival Mini Marathon, and we are in this little, like, funny little room with lots of boxes and tables doing this interview. (laughs) I <laughs> love it. <laughs> and I just had the opportunity to meet your family. Yes, you did. They're they were won- very enthused. They're wonderful. <laughs> I have heard of your story, Holly, since, uh, well, you were on Matt Chittam's podcast, The Rambling Runner, but also my friend Mary Johnson, my really good friend Mary, coaches you. 
And she had told me about you a long time ago, and you've always kind of been on my radar to have on the show. And then I found out you were coming to Indianapolis. So I'm like, why am I not having her on my podcast? Oh, well, thank you for having me. I love Mary so much. She's just phenomenal. So she's the best. She is the best. Okay. So you are here at the 500 Festival Mini to break a Guinness Book World Record. Yes. Um, what, what is the, so, so you're going to be pushing your son Jonah in a stroller, but it's, what is, what kind of stroller is it? It's a Hoyt running chair. So it's actually considered a running wheelchair. Okay. A running wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause I was wondering what the stipulations were for the Guinness record. Cause is the stroller like pushing a baby and like a regular stroller mm-hmm. is a different record, right? Yes, it is. They're two separate records. So okay. um, like if I was a female pushing a jogging stroller, that's one record. Okay. A female pushing a wheelchair separate record. Okay. So you're going for the wheelchair record. Yes. I've been telling people about you and I don't know how to explain it. So now I know how to explain it. (laughs) And those are specific, the Hoyt wheelchairs, like we, everybody knows who it's Richard Hoyt, right? Yeah. Dick and Rick Hoyt. Yeah. Dick Mm -hmm. and Rick. Everybody knows their story. At least most Mm -hmm. people do. Um, I didn't know that the wheelchairs that they had were actually their signature wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. Yep. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Can you tell everybody, because you'll explain it better than me real quick, who they are? So uh, Dick and Rick Hoyt, they are a father-son duo. Um, They're really, I think, the inspiration behind the Team Hoyt Chairs, obviously. And I know that they're my inspiration. When Jonah was first diagnosed with cerebral palsy, their book, um, It's Only a Mountain, it was really influential. So, and he's pushed his son in so many marathons. They've done triathlons. They did Kona together. Oh my gosh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was at the Boston Expo, I saw him being interviewed by, oh, what's that guy's name? I told you earlier today, I can't remember anybody's <laughs> name today. That's me all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some, this guy that interviews athletes all the time. Anyway, I saw them being interviewed and the way they were just talking super close. It was, mm-hmm. they're both two older guys Aww. chatting and I was like, oh, that's probably the sweetest conversation ever. Aww. I'll remember who the interviewer is before, like after this conversation. But yeah. anyway, okay. So let's hear about your story though, because you run really fast pushing this wheelchair, but I like to hear about like the personal side of people's stories before we get into the athletic accomplishments even. So you are the mother of four Mm -hmm. and uh, your son Jonah is your number three. Yes, he is. Okay. So you have three boys and one girl. And one girl. Yes. Is it girl, boy, boy, boy? Mm -hmm. It is. Alina's the oldest. She's 14. Uh, Noah's the second oldest. He's 10. Then Jonah's eight. And then Jack is five. Okay, so you have a three-year gap between Jonah and Jack. Everybody yes. else is two? Um, four between Alina and Noah, two between Noah okay. and Jonah. And actually, they're like 18 months. Oh, yeah. Jonah and Jack? No, Jonah and Noah. Oh, okay. Yep. okay. And then uh, Jonah and Jack are three years. Okay, I was yes. like, man, <laughs> Jonah was 18 months and you turned around and had another baby? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> and I want to hear about Jonah's story, but you had your first. You must have been pretty young. Yes, I was 21 when I had Alina. Actually, no, I was 21 when I was pregnant with Alina. I was 22 when I had Alina. Was that planned? <laughs> no, it was not planned. <laughs> I was going to say that seems no, really young. It was not. It was my senior year of college. Okay. So I, I graduated college and then I had her and then I went back and got my master's when actually started my master's when she was like two weeks. Okay. And yeah. so then you, you had that four year gap between your yes. one and two. Okay. Yes. All right. So you have two kids. Mm-hmm. And let's just get this out here. You're a fast runner. Oh, 
Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you ran in college, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. I did okay. Run in college. What did you run in college? Um, I ran the steeplechase. I ran the 5K. And that was, those were like my two main events. Okay. What was your yeah. 5K PR in college? 1740 okay. something. And where'd you run? Uh, the University at Buffalo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I learned a little bit about Holly's story before this interview. She ran her first marathon in um, 257. Mm-hmm. So this girl is a fast marathoner. She's a fast runner. Um, but you were pretty young when you did that. You were mm-hmm. 24? Yes. Okay. Yep. In between kid one and two? Uh, yes, in between kid one and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have two kids. Mm-hmm. You get pregnant again with your third. You're pregnant with Jonah. Mm-hmm. And tell us the story of Jonah coming into this world. Okay. So um, I was actually training for a marathon when we found out we were pregnant with Jonah. Of course you were. Yes. My husband and I both were together. We were training for the Buffalo Marathon. Is he fast like you? So my husband ran competitively in college. Uh, that's actually how we met. I was his assistant coach. Oh. <laughs> yes. And then, um, so like I said, we were training for the Buffalo Wait, Marathon. You were, he was on the team and you were coaching? No, he was coaching okay. a team and asked me to be his assistant okay, coach. Okay, got it. All right. Um, and that's one of yeah. my favorite things to do is learn how people met. So you just, you just did that for us. Yes. Um, we actually met, uh, in high school we ran for the same indoor track team okay so but we weren't we weren't friends okay and then yeah we just reconnected after college okay so um yeah we were both training and um I found out I was pregnant with Jonah and I think we were like maybe three weeks out from Buffalo okay so I didn't run the marathon because when they found out I was pregnant I also had placenta previa okay so they told me to stop um, and then it was like a really uneventful pregnancy. So, um, when I found out I was pregnant, I was already almost 12 weeks. Oh my gosh. So I pretty much missed the whole you didn't first trimester. Yeah. You didn't have any of the nausea I, or anything? All of it. I had it all, but I attributed it attributed it to marathon training. But were you still getting your period? No. But and you just I, weren't thinking about it. Right. And I would get it so sporadically. Oh, anyway. Anyways that, yeah, yeah it, it really was attention. like, oh, I'm just running so many miles that I'm just not getting it. No, I was actually pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, his, his pregnancy was super uneventful. Um, the placenta previa resolved. And then I... Um, the day before I had him, I just felt really uncomfortable. Like I had horrible back pain and just didn't feel normal. But I went to bed that night and just attributed it to like, you know, pregnancy pain. Yeah. And um, that morning I woke up and I kind of knew in the back of my head, like something was really wrong, but you don't want to admit it to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you're just thinking, oh, if I pretend it's not there, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And um, so we were volunteering that day. Um we were reading books to little kids in our community and it just got to the point where I couldn't even, I couldn't even function anymore. And I told my husband, like, we have to leave and you have to take me to the hospital right now. And we dropped Alina and Noah off at his parents and we went to the hospital and, you know, we kind of were joking the way, the whole way there. I'm like, Oh, they'll just stop this. Like I knew I was having contractions at that point. I'm like, they'll just give us medication. And we were supposed to go to a barbecue that night. And he's like calling his friends like, Oh, Hey guys, we're just going to be a little bit late. late. (laughs) Like no biggie. Like, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, we'll be there, you know? Um, and then when we got to the hospital, it just kind of progressed from there. And we knew like, okay, we're here. You know, we got my mom there. Um, 
my husband's parents were watching our other two kids and um thankfully we were in the hospital because i had like the craziest delivery like when we had jack i was terrified that it was going to be a repeat yeah and um my doctor was like listen you'd have better chances of getting hit by lightning twice than you would by having what happened with jonah happen again so it was just what was what was going on um so I was having the contractions and stuff but I was bleeding really heavily and you're only 29 weeks at this point right yeah yeah super early super early and um they at first they thought that my placenta had abrupted but then they they were like no it's fine and then um they you know they're monitoring monitoring my contractions but then they were waiting for a specialist to come in and when the specialist came in um he looked and he's like you know she's not going to make it through steroids like her contractions are there's no stopping them at this point you're having a baby i'm having a baby um he said you know like once we break her water she's going to deliver quickly because he was my third Mm -hmm. and so they wanted all the teams ready so like the NICU team came in and, you know, we met all those doctors and then they broke my water. And when that happened, it was basically like Jonah's head was, um, like, like blocking. I'm not really sure what the technical term is, but when he could like kind of move back up into the birth canal and then I just started gushing blood because I had had a placental abruption, but my blood was pooling up. Mm. So, um, when that happened, it was like mass chaos. So they like lost, like I was doing not well on the monitors. They lost his heartbeat on the monitors. Like I started like things moved very, very rapidly. Like within five minutes, I was being taken out of the room into surgery for an emergency C-section. How did they stabilize? Was it because was your blood pressure dropping so low? Yes. Yep. Because you were losing so much much blood. blood. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the last, like, I don't... You rem- don't remember? No, I... Re- they had to put you under. Yeah, I remember, like, laying on the table. Like, you're on, like, you know, that steel or metal mm-hmm. table, and you're just completely exposed, mm-hmm. waiting just for the doctor. Everything's out there. Yeah, and just waiting for the doctor as he's standing over me for me to go out, you know? Yeah. And then you wake up and... Were you terrified? I was horrified. Yeah. And it wasn't... I was more horrified that, like, I was going to lose Jonah, mm. but that I would also never see my kids again. And that was really hard. Um, and the last thing I actually told my mom was to make sure that, um, sorry. It's okay. I wanted, I just wanted my kids to know that if I didn't make it up, they knew how much I loved them. Um, sorry. We got two moms here <laughs> crying. <laughs> <laughs> two moms here crying in the next phone. No worries. Sorry. <laughs> still very emotional so, but you're thinking this while mm-hmm. it's happening yes um and luckily and like, that's everything's fine yes about to try to break a world record yes but it's i mean it's like that's where you're that's exactly where your mind goes yes yep. if you think something's gonna happen like yep. i just i want my kids to know every single thing i'm thinking right now yes absolutely I love them. yep you just want them to know like they're your world they mean everything to you and you know, they're your greatest gift. Yeah. And yeah. So you woke up cause, okay. So Jonah has cerebral palsy. He does. Um, yep. and epilepsy. Yes. What's the other term though? The, for the epilepsy, he has continuous, um, spike and wave during slow sleep syndrome. It's a very, it's very, um, like reader friendly <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to say yeah it's like I wasn't even gonna try to say it on this podcast yeah. but so is his cerebral palsy because I don't really know 
all the all the ways that cerebral palsy can happen. So can how how did that come about? For him, he had a stroke at birth and okay. we actually didn't even know that until he was well, oh, I mean, he was probably 10 or 11 months when that okay. happened, um, okay. when we were made aware that he had the stroke. Okay. So, cause you were just thinking like y- you made it through, mm-hmm. he made it through, he's mm-hmm. in the NICU for a couple months and mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, we're going to get through this and then yep. he's going to be a little bit behind. Yep. And everything's going to catch up and everything's going to be fine. And, and um, I've heard you talk about this too, like yes. how grateful you were because there were so many families going through so mm-hmm. many harder things. Yes. So many, so many families and we would just sit there and just feel horrible because Mm -hmm. there were parents that weren't leaving with their kids Mm. and we had an uneventful stay there and you feel terrible for those families and just unbelievably grateful that your kid is still with you Mm -hmm. like um so that that was that was not an easy experience it was not an easy time um when we left the NICU it was like we were going home with our child and everything was going to be fine. Like you said, he'd be delayed and he'd catch up and we'd move on. Um, but when he hit around four months, I knew yeah. I knew something was wrong. And I really started fighting at that point. The doctor still told me, no, he's a preemie. They'll figure it like, you know, he's going to catch up and he's going to figure things out. And um, six months went back. Again, he's not like, I'm like really fighting them saying, no, something's wrong with him. And it took until he was 10 months and I reached out to a community agency and um, brought them into the home and, you know, basically was like, can you please help me? Like my son, I know something's wrong. I've had two kids. Yes. Yes. And um, that started the whole process where they did came in and did evaluations. And um, so he was about 10 months. Um, It was 10 to 12 months when we were really finding out what was going on. So yeah, it was, it was a hard time, but they, you know, they told us we had some misdiagnoses in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So even at that point, we weren't still sure what was going on. Um, but when it all was said and done, he had spastic quadriplegia, cerebral palsy. Um, and that was due to the stroke? To the stroke. Yep. He has something called periventricular leukomalacia. It's PVL. Okay. Um, uh, quite a few NICU kids okay have PVL um was there anything like do they know why the stroke happened is there any answers probably from the placental abruption okay mm-hmm. okay yep from the that loss of blood okay yep now Jonah's eight mm-hmm. okay yep you went on to have a fourth kid too which mm-hmm. I think is like I mean having one kid two kid however many kids is hard but you're caring for a child with special needs and you have two other children mm-hmm. um what was the thought process there? And you had a really traumatic birth. So like, like you said, you were terrified it was going to happen again, just a a terrible, like a scary Mm -hmm. birth. So what was the thought process to say, Oh, we're going to do this again. Um, well, (laughs) (laughs) you're just like me. You just don't plan. (laughs) No, (laughs) Jack is the greatest gift. Like all my other kids, um, but yeah, we, we weren't necessarily planning for that. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> so, your hands are full. They were full. Very full. They were very full. And like you said, I was very, very terrified. Like yeah. terrified to the extent that there were people in my life I wouldn't even tell because mm. I'm like, okay, something bad is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Something bad might happen. Like I can't. Was he full term? He was not. When, when did he? He was 34 and a half weeks. Jeez, that's early too. Yes. Um, was everything fine with him though? He, he was, he stayed in the NICU for a week. Okay. Um, 
but and he had a few bradycardia um, a few apneas but nothing nothing concerning um and i was followed by a specialist his entire pregnancy so um yeah that it was hard but it was not nearly as hard as yeah you know what happened with jonah so and he's doing great now he he was a little delayed yeah but jack is doing phenomenal yeah so Mm -hmm. okay so let's talk about life with jonah what it Mm -hmm. looks like to be a special needs parent Mm -hmm. we actually have a really cool organization here called the joseph maley foundation and their mission is it's to serve children of all abilities Mm -hmm. so the cool thing that they do is they have all these activities with sports and things where like the siblings get in on it too yeah. and kind of everybody does things together. Yeah. Um, I wish I could speak more eloquently on what they do, but I love the founders and I love what they do. I've spoken at some of their events before. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think about them when I think about your family, cause they also have, uh, athletes doing these races in the chairs. Oh, I love that. I assume they're in the Hoyt chairs too. Oh, I love because that. Because one of mm-hmm. the uh, girls who's done a lot of the races locally, I think she's got to be like 18 by now so yeah um so tell me though um when you and Jonah started this running thing together um so Jonah probably gosh when he was in the womb (laughs) because I used to take him on runs unbeknownst to me (laughs) yeah right 12 weeks yes yep um you were pregnant with him for like two days because I know 12 weeks and then you delivered at 29 weeks we talk about that all the time that like the time I actually knew I was pregnant is less than the time Uh you know um so I used to push him in the double jogger with Noah and they love to run together and I have adorable pictures of them like holding hands Mm -hmm. running and like Mm -hmm. they're all cuddled on each other and um so really he was about the age of three I think when he really started to get into it more and um, Molly Huddle's from her hometown so she like during her Olympic years like you'll have signs and we've like made huge wooden signs for her and um so he's always been a fan of it in Boston like Mm -hmm. He really, I think he was three when he was sitting on my lap and I'm screaming at the TV, like, Uh you know, like, come on. And, um, yeah, so he's just loved to run and I knew he was going to grow out of his running chair eventually, uh, grow out of the stroller. Yeah. By the time they're like five, six, they're really not. And they're just like, yeah, it just Mm -hmm. doesn't work. It does not not work. It's not comfortable for them anymore. And, um, like I said, I read that book by Dick and Rick Hoyt mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, I can do that someday with him if he wants to, you know, if he wants to, yeah. I can do that with him. And of course, out of all four of my kids, he is the one that is obsessed with running and loves to watch it on the TV and loves to cheer for runners and wants to like enter every single race. So, um, we, I think it was five. That's when we decided, okay, like he's really, this is not safe for him in this mm-hmm. chair anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's not supportive enough for him. Um, and so I reached out to the Hoyt running chair. Um, I emailed them and they put me in touch with Ainsley's Angels. And uh, we started a fundraiser for him. And we were able to fundraise enough that we were able to get Jonah's chair and another child oh, a cool. chair as well, too. So how much do those chairs cost? Um, around like $6,000, oh, I think. Like wow. the chair might be like 4,500 uh-huh. or I mean it was a few years ago but yeah. with all the components too yeah. I think I think ended up being like six grand, oh that's so. so cool that you got one for someone else too I know yeah. I thought that was really awesome too yeah um so yeah and then we've been running since in, in that since he was five so, so is that chair like good to last for a very long time yes yeah for six thousand dollars <laughs> yes I hope so <laughs> yeah we did have to replace a tire for the yeah. first time um 
just like a month ago. So you've been so. in that chair for three years. Three years. Yep. All right. So you recently raced wine glass mm-hmm. and ran a 308. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. And you were training, you thought you were going to run like a 320 or something? Um, Mary thought I was going to run a 320. I thought I was going to run like a 330. (laughs) I just like don't know how this translates though, because I mean, clearly you ran the second half like so much faster and I heard you do your recap on Matt's podcast, but like, I just, I mean, were you... Well, you had never raced a marathon with the chair. We did right? one. We did do one prior. And then yep. what, what was your pace then? What did you run in that? We ran a 310 and change. Like oh, maybe that's three super fast too. 40 maybe? Okay. I don't know. 310, 20. But yeah. this race, you had been coming back from being sick. Is yes. that the deal? Yes. Because you ran the 310 mm-hmm. before you were sick. Yes. Yep. Okay. That's the piece to the puzzle that's missing. Yep. You. Okay. Yep. So you run the 310 with the chair. Mm-hmm. You're clearly like a really fast runner with this chair. <laughs> That's all Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm like, I'm just sad I'm going to be behind you guys and I won't be able to see him finishing on New York Street (laughs) tomorrow. Um, You get diagnosed with Addison's disease, Mm -hmm. which is like just this crazy adrenal Mm -hmm. disease. Yep. You think you're not going to ever run again, ever run again. Mm -hmm. And then a year later you run a 308 marathon. Yeah. What? Tell everybody what. Addison's disease is and why did your doctor think that you wouldn't be able to run it's adrenal insufficiency and so my adrenal glands were not working and you need cortisol in particular Um, it's like your stress hormone and running is stressful just like you know even like the excitement of running even though you're super happy that's still a form of stress yeah you're putting stress on your body yep and because my adrenal glands don't make that that cortisol now, you have to take it in through medication. So okay. like hydrocortisone or Cortef is what I take. You take um, it every day? Every day. Okay. Yep. And so my endocrinologist just didn't think that it was going to be um, feasible because I have a lot of other stress in my life too, especially with, you know, with Jonah and, yeah. and the stuff that we go through with him. Um, like it's like one more stress you're adding in mm-hmm. that it's really hard to account for um, like dosing. So, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yep. Cause the more stress in your life, the mm-hmm. more dosage you would technically yes. take. Yeah. Okay. So you would be taking this medicine regardless of running. Right. Absolutely. So does she prescribe a little, he or she prescribe a little bit more because you're running? Yes. So it's basically based on like how much, um, we'll be doing. Okay. So if I were running, um, like 30 minutes then I wouldn't need to up dose. Okay. Um, 60 minutes, depending on the pace, I, I want to up dose, but definitely for racing workouts, long run. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Except for right now, I've actually switched endocrinologists cause I, gone with an Addison specialist now smart yeah and um we've been making a whole bunch of changes so he's actually been decreasing my medication nice yeah are you happy about that I'm totally happy about that yeah Yeah. yep he um again it was kind of funny because he didn't think we'd make it here today because of all the changes like anytime you make any med change yeah um, you feel terrible yeah Yeah. and he's like you know it'll be great if you can just function like while we're making these changes no yes I am breaking a world (laughs) record doctor I know I was like we'll be good (laughs) (laughs) but this is all like the Addison's thing you think may be stemming because you had a thyroid issue or Um, are they connected at all they might be I don't know so my thyroid disease is also autoimmune so um, have you had that your whole life I've had it I was diagnosed when I was a freshman in high school okay so um, and have you always taken medication for that yes okay yep so I had a radioactive ablation and college so I've been taking um 
or I've been taking Synthroid for hypothyroidism, hypothyroidism okay. since that. So, okay. um, they could be, they could be, they could not be. Okay. Yeah. But they're both autoimmune diseases. Yes. Yep. Okay. Do you find, and does your doctor find that if you, this is probably an annoying question, but like, does diet affect anything at all? Like how you eat? Um, for me, it does. I also okay. have celiac disease too. Of course you do. So another autoimmune. Yep. So um, she's OP. I absolutely don't eat gluten. Obviously, yeah. Um, my littlest has celiac too. Okay. So um, and then I do. Um, I am careful about what I eat. Um, do you find that it affects you? Yes. Like, can you tell? Do you feel different? I do. Yeah. I do. And uh, when I was first sick, um, my my general practitioner was like, "Let's, you know." work on what we can work on, yeah. which is diet. You What's can work the, on, on yeah. your, you know, on what you eat. And I, so I really did. And, um, even now I have to, if I don't, I can notice a difference. Really? So yeah. It's yep. so, that's so hard. It's, and it's such a thing you can control. Yeah. It's like the one controllable. It is. So I'm not going to go and eat like things that make me feel worse. Because yeah. What will you eat tonight, by the way? Um, I will go. So we are staying at a hotel that I can cook in. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Awesome. So I'll make some gluten-free pasta, yeah. um, some salmon, and that's probably it. Yeah. yeah. Because that's probably challenging too. Like if you want to eat clean and you go mm-hmm. to a restaurant and you're just want to eat clean to eat clean, yeah. you can try your best, but if you, yes. it could possibly have gluten and mm-hmm. you just, how, what do you trust? Right. What restaurants do you actually trust? <laughs> right. I'm sure that's scary. Yes, it is. And my family, they were funny. They knew I was not going to chance anything. And you're not going out to Buco de Beppo tonight. No, <laughs> no. We are sticking with the hotel. They'll get food. They yeah, will. Because, yeah, they yeah. should. You know, yeah. they should live it up. But yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not going to take any chances. No. Now, tomorrow night, we'll probably go out to dinner and um, You'll let celebrate. I'll let myself, you know, relax a little bit. And that'll, you know, that'll be the celebration. But yeah. not too much because I don't want to feel too bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but, totally. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm going to jump in and take a quick break to thank a sponsor for this episode, and that is FabFitFun, which is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. It retails at $49.99, but always has a value of over $200. Use the coupon code ANOTHER for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. When you get this box in the mail, it's going to feel like Christmas morning. It is so fun to open this package and it's just a little treat. My favorite thing in my most recent box was this moisturizer by Tarte. I'm going to say that wrong. It's T-A-R-T-E. Is it Tarte? I think that's how you say it. Anyway, it's this hydration moisturizer that I'm using on my face. I love it. And I also got a beach towel and a little jewelry holder. There's so many fun, unique things in these boxes and they sell out quick. So make sure you get your box soon. Sign up today. They have amazing quality brands from Kate Somerville, Anthropology, Free People, and so much more. So go to fabfitfun.com and use the code ANOTHER so you can get $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code ANOTHER. You deserve to treat yourself. All right, friends, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Holly Hughes. You you and Jonah run the 308 and he's just like cheering everybody on. I just love it so much. I wish I was there. But the funny thing is, is that you were trying to run like 740, 730 pace and you just like couldn't go. You like couldn't, your body couldn't go that slow. Yeah, (laughs) it was really bizarre. (laughs) You just kept running faster. I don't, it was the perfect race. Like, you know, that race that you always dream Mm -hmm. of having. That was wine glass for us. It really was. Um. Yeah, 7:40. I'm like, this feels 
this does not feel good because it didn't feel comfortable. Like, okay, I'm just going to have to run what feels comfortable. And that felt comfortable. So I'm hoping it feels that comfortable tomorrow. Tomorrow. (laughs) I know because if you really think about a 308 marathon, you should be able to break three one thirty in yes. the half, right? Yes. But you've had this medication change yes. and whatnot. Are you feeling good? Yeah, I am feeling good. Yeah. I really am. Um, Mary is such an awesome coach. She is. She's just so great. And she worked with me. Um, she's really smart. And she, like, my training, she somehow just knows exactly what I need, I think. so. Because you do, <laughs> tell everybody how you train. Because you do run with Jonah, but you do a mm-hmm. lot of workouts alone too, right? I do. Um, a lot of, we have a lot of time constraints. So Sunday is our run day. Like that's our day that we always set aside to run. And the only times we haven't run is when the weather is like way too horrible. Yeah. So, um, but my workouts, I'll get up at like 4.30, 4.45. And then I meet one of my friends to run with and she does the workouts with me. So it's really awesome to have somebody to still run with. So um, this type of year is really nice though, at this time of year, because we can get out a lot more because I can run with him after school and yeah. it's not too hot and too humid yet. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, we try and we try and do what we can, but I do do a lot of training by myself too. Do you um does Jonah sleep through the night? Like do all your kids sleep at night? No. no. What what's your nighttime situation? Oh my gosh. Cuz your kids are bigger, but you have a yeah. different situation. Yes. My kids have never slept through the night. <laughs> so, I'm so jealous of moms that are like, "Oh yeah, my kids started sleeping through the night at 4 months." I'm like, what's that like? I mean, I feel <laughs> like there's this sweet spot for most of mine, the sweet spot's been between like whenever they start sleeping at night, well, mm-hmm. So for me, it's been anywhere between six and 12 months. And then the sweet spots until they're like two and a half. And then like shit hits the fan. Right? It does. Because <laughs> you yes. do. Ha- at least yeah. I've always had the like year there. Yeah. But your story no, is different. we haven't had that year. But no, no I'm still hoping it's going to come one of these days. <laughs> but do you have like, does Jonah have like medical things at night that you yeah. have to attend to? Um, and like, what? how do you monitor him at night? Because he has, could have seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the only, that's the only medical thing we have to deal with with him at night is that's his seizures to make, monitor it. Yeah, sure. and unfortunately, his seizure, his seizure syndrome that CSWS yeah. is actually a nighttime syndrome. Uh. So when he goes to sleep, that's when he seizes. Okay. So every not, day, uh, not every day right now. Okay. So it, at one point, yes, it was every day. Um, he also has refractory epilepsy, so he has seizures during the day too. Okay. But um, yeah, so at night. And it's usually like when he's falling asleep. Mm -hmm. So if he wakes back up and he falls back asleep again, then we can have another one. Mm, Um, Which is probably common. Yes. Like kind of your stirring turn. Yes. And we, he can't like most kids, most adults can put themselves into a comfortable position. He can't. So when he wakes up, yes. Okay. And when he wakes up and he's uncomfortable, it's not him finding that position. It's us moving him Mm -hmm. and putting him in that position. So, um, yeah. And you know, it's, it's a fear every single night. Like we have a monitor for him. Um, you know, the, where it's got the video and all of that, he's spent more time in our bed than not in our really? bed. Yeah. Like we have a king bed. Mm-hmm. We bought a king bed for the sole purpose that he would have enough space to sleep with Does us he go in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And usually one hand is on top of him, <laughs> but, um, yeah. To make sure he's breathing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To make sure he's not seizing. And yeah. Yeah. So we've had a lot of sleepless nights. Um, Your other kids, like, are they in and out when he's in the middle? Like, no. So Alina's great. She just, I mean, she's 14 yeah. now, so she just goes to sleep. Our oldest, Noah, he's 10. He's 
incredible. He's an incredible brother. I mean, he's mm-hmm. just amazing. When Jonah's having a seizure, he's the first one that's like, okay, mom, what do you need? You need me yeah. to get get his rescue med? Does he need a towel? Like he's, or he'll like, like, come on, Jonah, you got this. Fight this one oh, off. I love like it. he's oh. so sweet. Yeah. He's so sweet. And does Jonah receive that? Is he seeing his brother standing there doing um, that? It depends on the kind of seizure. Yes. It depends on the kind of seizure. So if he's having just like a simple partial, so if it's like in one of his hands uh-huh. and, and he's conscious through it, he can see that. But even those ones, sometimes he doesn't remember, but I think... I think he knows it's happening, even though he's not, you know, with yeah. it at that point. I still think there's some part of him that knows that that's going on. That he's being comforted. Yes. Okay. Yes. At least I'd like to tell myself yeah. that. And I'm going to yeah. stick with that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so. then what about Jack? What does he do? Um, Jack is just Jack. He's just <laughs> like, meh. Like, oh, Jonah's having another seizure. <laughs> and we're like, yep, he is. And he's just carefree. And he, yeah. he just does not face him. Yeah. So, But he's also the baby. He's never known life Anything without. Else? Yes. Yeah, so he's brother. just, yep, not affected by it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Gosh, it's, it's like, you know, the hardest thing for me of being a new mom is so simple compared to your life. It's like just the SIDS, like Mm -hmm. the fear of SIDS for Um, the first like six months. Yes. And especially your first baby, like, I don't know, those first like two months were just so terrifying for me. But to think that that fear goes away Mm -hmm. for most of us. Yeah. Like that fear goes away. I don't, I don't put my kid to bed at night and get nervous about that, but that's something you literally think about every day, every day. Yeah. And a lot of my friends, um, whose kids also have epilepsy, even though they don't have the same type of epilepsy yeah. as Jonah. It's one of their fears as well, too. Every night. Every night. Yeah. So how do you... You can't make it go away. Right. You can't, <laughs> you know, y- you're yeah. never going to make sense of the situation. No. Um, but how do you calm your spirit and, like, live your life, you know? Like, you're doing great, mm-hmm. but how do you how do you do it? You just do. I mean, you just, it's your life. You just get adjusted. Like it was not always as easy as it is now. There was a huge adjustment period. There was a huge period where I completely blamed myself. I mean, I spent a lot of time in therapy Mm -hmm. to get to the point where I am now. And you just recognize that this is our life. We have a great life. I love my life. I, I love it. I wouldn't change it. Like we wouldn't be where we are now if we weren't going through the things that we've gone through. So, um, yeah, it anything can happen to anyone at any given right. moment. So this is just our path and yeah. And yeah, we do the best we can like anybody else does, you yeah. know? So yeah. When you're laying down for bed and you've put Jonah to bed and those thoughts creep in, what are some things which I'm sure you've learned in therapy, but what mm-hmm. are some things you do to calm your mind? I like to read before I go to bed because then it takes my mind off of yeah. anything else that's going on and for me I can just kind of escape into that. Mm-hmm. I also I started earlier this year, um, actually at the end of last year, doing uh, gratitude at Mm. the end. Like normally I would do it during the day. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's a great thing before I go to bed just to write down like 10 things that I was really grateful for that night, because then I'm going to bed thinking about all the awesome things that occurred that day instead of all those things that I'm like, I should have done that Mm -hmm. better. I wish I would have done that instead. Like you, you go to bed and you're like, oh, today was a really great day. Like, I don't know. It's, it's comforting to go to bed that way, you know? So that's been really helpful. I read that in a book somewhere and I can't remember which one, but that's been huge for me. And you do all things from the day. 
Yes. From that day. From that day. In general. Yeah. Just from that day okay. in particular. That's yep. cool. Yep. Um, do you and your husband sh- split shift at night, like 50, 50 when things go haywire? Um, no, not so much. Like we have different sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. So I'm more awake at certain points and he's okay. more awake. So it's more, more so longer like, sleep patterns. Yeah. yeah. But in the beginning, yeah, we did because yeah. when he was first diagnosed, I wouldn't go to sleep. He wouldn't go to sleep. So you were just so scared. Yes. Terrified because his very first seizure that is like a documented seizure was at night and it lasted for almost two hours. Oh my gosh. So I can't imagine. And it started right when he was in sleep. And um, yeah, so I would take one night and my husband would take You just stay up all night. Stay up all night. And we were both working at the time and it was... You're like a zombie, like just a zombie. I'm never going to complain about being tired again. Oh, yes, you sure Somebody can. Somebody hold yes, me to can. that. No. Oh, my gosh. No, everybody has their stuff. No, but yes. like that, this is crazy. No, it oh is what it gosh. is. We all, you all, you know, it's just yeah, life. Still, so. I know. We, I know. But just, I mean, just in having a conversation like this, it's like, oh, right now. And I don't know when my life, if my life will change as far as what's going on with my kids and my family. But like right now, things are pretty darn simple. Mm-hmm. When I hear you tell this story. So <laughs> they're good for us too, though. They're simple for us now yeah, too. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. So how do you function on such little sleep for so many years? Um, sometimes I wonder if that's why my adrenal glands yeah, decided to totally. quit from the sleep for and the sure. stress. And like, I would still try and get up and be like, I'm going to run 90 miles this week. <laughs> why i can handle this i've slept four hours a night for the past two years yes so not sensical at all but um yeah uh i don't know i think your body gets used to it but i do think that that contributed to my adrenal glands and i'm probably not right i don't know i am not a doctor but in my head i'm like yeah i can see that that's why that happened but um you get used to it and we sleep more now. Yeah. He's sure. doing better now and he's not having the seizures every single night. Yeah. So, and we have gotten really good at kind of knowing like, okay, tonight's going to be a bad You night. can just feel it coming. Yes, you yeah. can. You can watch that build up and he's actually in a, he's the last few weeks we, he's been in this phase where they're just picking up dramatically. And like last week I texted Mary, I'm like, Mary, I don't know that I'm going like, Oh really? Uh, yeah. To the race. Yeah. It's yeah. because I was so fearful that we'd get here. And, um, the last marathon I ran, not with him, but by myself the night before in our hotel, he had a horrible seizure and we were just getting ready to call the ambulance when, when it stopped. And, I spent that whole night awake and then tried to go and run and you just can't even yeah. like you can't even did put you yourself in a race. I did. It was, it was hard. It was not my best time. It was not my most yeah. enjoyable. Um, and so I, you know, coming here, it was like, Oh no, what if that happens again? Yeah. And, but I don't want to live my life like that. I don't yeah. want him to live his life like that, you know? So we're like, no, we're coming. And the last like four or five days have been pretty good for him. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever spent a night away? Uh, yes, I have. Um, in your husband's home? Uh, well, my husband and I have both spent a night away, but in town, like we'll stay at our house and my parents. Oh, they'll live, watch Jonah. Yes. Well, he'll stay a, at their house? Yes. Okay. They live about 10 minutes away. Okay. So if something happens during the night, you can be, we can be there. Quickly. Yes. But we will never travel away like 10 minutes is good and that's it yeah so, yeah um so Jonah will be with you guys for the rest of his life 
Uh, well, is that how it works for some, but I'm really hopeful that he will get to the point where he will be able to live independently. Um, whether it be with like an aide or nurse or something like that, but he's a super, super independent kid. Like he is, he's doing so well because he is doing so well because he wants to do well like he is a fighter and he will like push people away like no I got this like no let me do this so um I don't think he'd be okay living with us once he hits you know he wants he'll want that independence was that rude of me to assume that absolutely not okay no I'm I'm like I shouldn't have assumed that no I'm glad you asked that I think it's way better to have the conversation and ask than not yeah I'm curious with the epilepsy and the Mm -hmm. seizures as an adult he would need a nurse to, to monitor to monitor yeah him. so would he have would it be a night nurse yes. and he could be he could do things on his own mm-hmm. during the day yes okay got uh, well it. i'm not sure i would at this point i wouldn't feel comfortable with him not be, having not yeah, having someone someone because what, what do you yeah. do yeah right. like you need help yes. you need yep. assistance yep and we could actually have a night nurse at our house now oh yeah but I just, just don't want that. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. We, we already have six people yes. under this roof. And yeah. I just figure it like adding one more in at night that we don't know. And also like, <laughs> I don't know, just in your house at night. Like, yes. I don't know about you, but my biggest fights with my husband have come at night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I Nobody need a nurse to hear, to hear that. that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs> All right. So what grade in school is Jonah in? Jonah's in second grade. Okay. Yep. He, um, he's repeating second grade okay. this year. So okay. yeah. And what kind of classroom is he and what does that look like? He's in a general ed classroom. Okay. Um, we are huge advocates for inclusion. We okay. will fight for him to be included every single day of his life. Um, he has a one-on-one aide okay. and she is the best, the absolute best person. Um, so is this a public school? Yes. It's okay. a public school. Um, and yeah, she hopefully will stay with him. I'm just hoping she stays with him until he graduates because she's that good. You're like, you are not leaving. Yes. Please, we love yes. you. And um, he gets PT, OT, speech, vision, gets all of his therapies in school. And um, yeah, so yeah, he's doing well. He He's doing really well this year. So That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's Jonah's favorite thing about running together? Like what's, what's his jam? Um, everything I think now he's just like, we're running partners for life. Oh, he I, love is. It. I love it. Um, he loves just like listening to music together. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like that, you know, being together and he loves races cause he loves, loves, loves to cheer people on. Like he just, that's his thing. So and well you won't though because tomorrow you're starting up with the push yes. push rim wheelchairs right yes so okay. people will pass us yeah because so. do you know how far ahead of you like you'll start and then the elite runners mm-hmm. in the first because i think the elite yes. runners start with corral a or whatever okay. or wave one okay yeah but I'm, how far behind you do they start i think they said three minutes well that's kind of fun though yeah because you'll is. you'll be working really hard and, yeah but like you'll get to see like the yeah. Crazy fast. Cause yeah. And I never get to see them. So I'm right. like, this will be awesome. <laughs> In this, this race, like, um, they don't normally have like tons of recognizable elites, but they have really fast yeah. runners. Like the people that win, I want to say the guys will run like 65. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Like they're fast. Oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, yep. okay. So the course is super flat, mm-hmm. but you know, when you go onto the track, you just have that 
incline. I um, just that one incline. Okay, so we drove over the course today. Okay, couldn't see the track though. So yeah, so there's an incline. Oh, it's very short. Okay, (laughs) but it's steep because what you do is you go run down. Yeah, and then you go into the track. Okay, it's not long enough to like affect the totality of your race at all. Yeah, and you'll gain speed going down, but I'm sure you have to be super careful. Yeah, because you got the chair. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just like. I don't, it's probably like not even it's probably like 100 meters like it's okay. super short right. but it's just it is a you got to get up incline. to the track okay. all right um, i hope he's really cheering loud at that point then <laughs> he will and the rest yeah. of the race is is so flat and okay good. and running on the track will be super fast yeah that'll be fun yeah it's so fun yeah. it's so cool okay good <laughs> yeah i know yeah and he'll, that'll be cool because you'll have all those speedy elites coming by and he'll get a yes. cheer for them too and i know it'll be awesome i can't wait for him to cheer for them and watch them as they run by the only thing that's going to bum him out though is like he is always like go catch that person and it's gonna be go the, get that it's person. gonna be a different scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah it'll be okay it'll be good motivation yeah the last yeah. people you'll be getting passed by will be like people running like a 120 120 125 maybe yeah on what you run yeah you're gonna smash it oh i hope so oh, do you know do you have thoughts of like what's really in your wheelhouse if it's a great day mm, i'm not sure i think it has to be a great day to run under 130 i totally do. yeah um i don't know i don't know yeah. i just want I just want to go and do what we can do. Just have, you know, do the best that we can do and have fun. And I'm not sure. I haven't really thought about it. Honestly, I've had this 130 in my head for so long as like, that is the goal time that I don't know, for some reason, like when I was training, I'd think like 129, 29, maybe that's it. Maybe that's been in there. I I don't know. We'll have to see tomorrow, I guess, and hope that it's like a perfect day. (laughs) Yeah. And you love, you're like content with like, these are my times now. Like, yeah, my times are what I race with the chair. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I, when I race with Jonah, it's a whole different experience than I, I don't even feel like I could go back and race by myself. Yeah. Um, a part of me still wants to do Boston because yeah. I haven't been able to do Boston yet. Um, cause Jonah keeps getting sick and I'm like, oh, do I sign up for it this year? But then I'm like, well, I feel like there's a correlation to him ending up in the hospital and me training for Boston. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, maybe we shouldn't. Um, but yeah, no, I just feel like every race is to be run with him. I, I just can't it. get that same feeling by myself, you yeah. know? So, yeah. And you work so hard still. Yeah. Like, and then some. Yeah. It's good. It's what I need. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. I want to talk to you so much more, but we have to move on to the next thing with the expo. So oh, let's yeah, do yeah. end of the podcast questions. Okay. I'm going to bomb. <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, you You are an inspiration though. Oh, oh no. Joan is my inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. You guys all are. Your whole family. You guys are so great. And um, yeah, I'm just honored to have had this conversation. I feel honored and we <laughs> love you. So oh, yeah, no, I, I feel honored. So yeah, I have to connect you with Vivian Maley. I don't know why, oh, but awesome. like, I think that you would think her program is just so cool. It sounds amazing. It's amazing. Like when you were saying that, I'm like, we need something like that at home. Yeah. But they do yeah. like, um, they do like puppet shows in schools and stuff where kids, mm-hmm host them and like teach kindergartners about mm. inclusion. I love that. It's so cool. <gasps> oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes. Please connect us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Holly, what is an accomplishment you're most proud of? Jonah's or my race with Jonah. No. The 308. <laughs> yeah. 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 The 308. I think that is probably my greatest accomplishment. Yeah. 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 What is something professionally or personally you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? 
Um, I would like to run an ultra with Jonah because that is his dream. Ooh. So we're still looking for one. Wow. Yeah. So that's still, that's like my big bucket list goal with him like and Boston with him. Yeah. Which I have to wait 10 more years. Why? Because he has to be 18. I heard about that. Yeah. So somehow I have to manage to stay. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll do it. Stay in shape. Stay healthy. Yeah. Stay healthy. Yeah, you'll yeah. do it. You'll yeah. do great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You guys will do it. So, yeah. For sure. Those are my two big goals. Yeah. For he him. has to run Boston. He has to. So in like cool. 10 years, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of nice having a faraway goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you need to take a little break for a yeah. couple years, you can. You can come back. Yeah. Uh, what's the best, most recent book you've read? The best, most recent book I've read so many. Um... How bad do you want it by Matt's Fit- Matt Fitzgerald? Yeah, so good. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. If you could have coffee or cocktail or tea, do you drink cocktails? Yeah, I'll have a glass of wine every so often. I have not had a glass of wine in uh, quite a few you months. You need one tomorrow night. I am. Um, <laughs> I brought a bottle. I showed my mom. I was like, "Mom, I got this really expensive bottle of wine to celebrate I mean, tomorrow if you're night." You're gonna do it every so often. You might as well get a nice one, <laughs> right? Um, if you could have coffee, cocktail, or tea with anybody, living, dead, famous, not famous, who would it be? Uh, my great grandmother. She was just an incredible woman, and I would like to talk to her now at my age. Oh, you know. Yeah. So yeah, she passed away when I was twenty-one. Um, my daughter's name. She's named after her, and she was just amazing. What's so, her name again? Alina. Alina. And, I love that name. Oh, thank you. It was Mary Aline. Mm. So we just kind of added the on. Yeah. But yeah. So pretty. That's, that's who I would like to talk to. Isn't so. it crazy to think of what, like, you know, your relationship with your grandparents or your great grandparents and just how different it would be as a full on adult. Right. You know, cause yes. at 21, it's like, yes. what, what I, you don't know what you don't know. And right. you know, it's just totally different. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Pre a lot of things that have happened in your life mm-hmm. yes and <laughs> she's happened was, since you were 21 it has and she was like such a badass and I didn't even realize fully at 21 yep. what a badass she was yep. you know and I would just love to be able to go back and be like you are so awesome like yeah you know yeah because at the time you're like oh she's old mm-hmm. and then you, yeah. re- you realize all these things yeah totally yeah all right Holly there's yeah. the here's the big one what's one message you'd like to send to the world um, I'm going to steal it from Jonah and that is never give up because nothing is impossible. Is that what he tells people? Yeah. When he's, when, and like, it makes me cry because I'm going to start tearing up now. Yeah, it is. And he is proof positive that that's true. Yeah. So yeah. And that's what he'll be that. screaming tomorrow too. So yes. yeah. <laughs> Where's yep. your family going to be tomorrow? Um, Andy's going to go to the start line with okay, us. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where he'll be throughout the race. My parents are hoping to go to the racetrack. Yep. So my dad is like so excited. Love it. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the little ones, I'm not sure who they're, yeah. if they're going to go with my who parents. Who they're going to tag along with. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But my parents were hoping to go there and then make it back to like mile 12 for that like last push fight to the finish. Yeah. So, and Andy, who knows? Like he, he'll pop out everywhere on a Your course. Like, yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. you guys are great. Aww. Super supportive of each other. They're awesome. They're yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Yep. Holly, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Lindsay. Thank okay. you. Okay. Thank you so much, Holly, for coming on the show. I loved getting to know you. I only wish we had more time together. We will do it again. You are courageous. You're brave. You're inspiring. And you are just one heck of a woman. 
Uh, so honored to meet Jonah and get to take a picture with him and get a high five and see his medal. You guys can follow Holly on Instagram, which you totally should. Her Instagram is runrchick, C-H-I-C, one. And she posts all kinds of training updates and interesting things about her and her training with Jonah. She is an inspiration. Go follow her. You can find me on Instagram. I'm lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter at lindsayhine. And you can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. If you're looking for more content from me, more episodes, I have episodes with my husband, Glenn, returning guests, bonus questions with guests that are on the show, most recently with Jordan Hesse, Kara Goucher, Shalane Flanagan, all kinds of great bonus questions over there and full episodes with my husband, Glenn, and returning guests. If you go to patreon.com slash Hine, you can find that there. Also, I do have shirts now for sale. Crazy, right? Uh, if you head over to my website, lindsayhine.com, A, you'll find the show notes there, but also I have a shop on my website and I have shirts for adults and kids and also onesies as well as koozies on my website now. So check that out, lindsayhine.com. When you go over there, you can sign up for my newsletter as well. All right, friends, uh, go follow Holly on Instagram, runrchick one C-H-I-C run r-u-n-r-c-h-i-c one go follow her on instagram and give her a congratulations let's give her so much love and support and show her what an inspiration she is to this running community all right go check out fabfitfun fabfitfun.com use the code another for ten dollars off your first box making it only 39.99 for 200 dollars worth of goodies thank you so much for listening everybody thank you for continuing to support my show and i hope you're having a great friday Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And as always, I will see you next Friday.